Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is episode 45, man. We got a jam-packed episode. I say jam pack. I'm talking about front to back. We ain't got no mailbag this week. Whole lot of shit happened. Um, This episode might run a little longer. Not too long. We don't do long episodes. But it might run a little longer. 30 minutes. This ain't dominoes. This ain't no uh 30 minutes so it's free because it's already free. This ain't no 30 minutes or less type of promise. Sometimes you might got to hang around a little longer because sometimes a whole bunch of shit happens. Um, before I get into the episodes, I'm going to get some quick thoughts on this Nicki Minaj Cardi B. I didn't want to talk about this shit, but I don't want to talk about Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B per se. I want to more so talk about people talking about Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B. And the, and the conversation around it has been, um, why can't two women have a rap beef and... We look at it the same as if two men had a rap beef. I fully agree. Uh, it's rappers, man. And then on the other side of it, it's why do we want to see two women beef? Like, dog, this is rap, man. We'll make anybody beef. People be from the same city. People be two women. It don't matter. We want to see y'all go at it. That's just the nature of the beast. Shit, we try to get comedians to go at each other. People need to stop being so dumb. Like... They're having a little rap beef. It ain't nothing deeper than that. They, you know, nobody nobody got shot. The worst thing that happened is somebody threw a shoe at somebody. Like, nobody getting shot. Nobody getting stabbed. You know, nobody's dying over this. It's just entertainment. Um, and people just need to look at it like that. Stop. Save your think pieces. It ain't that deep. It's just a little rap beef. A little rap beef, bro. You know, most of us grew up in the 90s where people was dying over this shit. But uh, I just thought I'd say that. But uh, let's get into the episode, man. Episode 45, man. We got DJ Durkin. We got Chris Clark. We got my week nine picks, which, dog, my weekly picks are a joke. <laughs> Anybody still here for the picks? Dog, my bad, bro. And then we got my week 10. We're going to review my week nine picks, get into my week 10 picks, and uh. We got some other stuff to talk about. But I'm going to talk about DJ Durkin first. DJ Durkin got fired as the head coach of Maryland. Um, he was uh, serving, a, I guess, a bullshit-ass suspension. Um, there was a culture of toxicity under DJ Durkin's watch. The culture got so toxic, a kid got killed. Now, I'm not going to say DJ Durkin had the kid killed. But a kid died under DJ Durkin's watch as head coach of Maryland. Is that fair to say? A kid died under DJ Durkin's watch. Whether DJ Durkin was directly involved or not, a kid died while he was head coach at Maryland. He's not being accused of the kid's death. Nobody's accusing DJ Durkin of murder. 
We just saying the kid died under DJ Durkin's watch. And from all that came out, basically, he's running a slave ship. He's running a slave ship over there uh, in College Park, Maryland. Um, it was, Kids don't like him. The players do not like him. The players did not want him back. So when DJ Durkin got reinstated as coach on Tuesday, it was a shit show, as it as you thought it might be. And the players were voicing their opinions on Twitter, saying, "Look, we don't like this motherfucker. We gonna play for we gonna play for the deceased. Sorry, I don't know the young man's name. We gonna play for the deceased. We gonna play for ourselves, but we not gonna play for DJ Durkin. You can't keep him. DJ Durkin had to go." Um, I'm not here to say, like I said, as far as the young man dying, it was under DJ Durkin's watch, but I don't think he was directly responsible for the kid dying. This ain't no Brian Kelly type situation, but a kid did die under DJ Durkin's watch and all that other stuff about the toxic culture. Hey, we can sit up here and debate that, but none of us, I'm, I'm assuming none of us played for Maryland. I didn't. And I'm 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 gonna go ahead and safely assume none of y'all played for him either at Maryland. So we don't know what was going on. All we know is the kid's dead and the and the players didn't want to play for him. So you gotta go. And for, for Maryland to try to protect DJ Dirk and his 10 and 15 at like what are we protecting? We're not this ain't even Urban Meyer. Well, we protecting a national champion legend coach. We protecting DJ Durkin? It's crazy the the stuff we'll go through to protect the coach and to protect the, you know, we'll do everything to protect these coaches. Players smoke a little weed. Players do some dumb shit, cheat on a test. Get him out of there. He got to go play Juco. A kid dies on the coach watching. We need to wait for the facts. And that shit is crazy to me. But yeah, DJ Durkin could not get back on that job. First of all, he wasn't even good enough. To for Maryland to go through to put that shit storm out there and take all this backlash that they taken, DJ Durkin wasn't even that good. At least Ohio State was like, man, bro, look, we gonna weather this shit storm because Urban Meyer is a great coach. Whether you like him or not, whether he covered up domestic abuse or not, it's worth it. We will take that bullet for Urban Meyer. We will take all this shit for Urban Meyer. That's what the, that's what Ohio State pretty much said. We 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 just gonna eat it. We gonna eat whatever negative press. We gonna eat it because Urban Meyer is more important than the woman that got beat. But Maryland and DJ Durkin, bro, nah, dog, come on, man, ten and fifteen. What are we talking about? A kid is dead. At least at least the woman, you know, in that situation at Ohio State, at least she's still living. You know, as fucked up as that sounds, a kid is dead. Nah, man. Like I said, this shit happened under DJ Durkin's watch. Um, and the other guys didn't want to play for him. You got to go. Ain't nothing else to talk about with your 10 and 15 ass. You got to go, bro. Ain't nothing else to talk about. Um, I'm pretty sure DJ Durkin will end up at Bama because it seems like Nick Saban is the Thanos of college football. He wants to collect all the, all the infinity coaches that ain't shit. He wants to collect them in the in this infinity gauntlet, snap his fingers and make half the teams disappear as they collect more national trophies. Uh, you got to remember, Nick Saban was the one that picked up uh, Steve Sarkeesian when Sark was a drunk and an embarrassment at USC. And Nick Saban polished him up, shined him up. 
sent him on to the NFL. Nick Saban was the one that had Lane Kiffin with his long history of bullshit. Nick Saban was the one that picked up Lane Kiffin, polished him up, shined him up, got him another head coaching job. Butch Jones is currently on Nick Saban's staff, so DJ Durkin will probably end up at Bama. He loves to take these shit coaches. Let, uh, not, let me not even gloss over what Butch Jones did at Tennessee, where they basically had a full-blown uh, rape epidemic. Kids was out, guys was out here raping women. A player helped a woman report rape, and uh, he was basically ostracized and kicked off the team. This shit is all public knowledge. Don't even argue with me on this. The shit is all public knowledge. The kid helped a woman report rape, and he was basically a piece of shit in the eyes of the Tennessee football team under Butch Jones' watch. Butch Jones basically called the dude a traitor and shit. The dude had to transfer out of Tennessee, end up at Tennessee State or something crazy. So, yeah, this is what Nick Saban does. He collects these shit coaches and, you know, help them get their life on in track. Nobody gives a shit about the players and, you know, the, the young men that gets left and all this and with these shit coaches they get lied to and ran chewed up spit out nobody gives a shit about them but thank god nick saban is always here to lend a helping hand to these embarrassment coaches thank god for nick saban but uh yeah dj dirk could probably end up at bama lay low collect the check he'll be all right and they probably got to pay him all his money he'll get whatever millions they promise him dj ain't no victim here uh, when it comes to DJ Durkin, he'll be okay. And, and uh, some other people from Maryland probably got to go too, because this is shit. That is a shit storm. Let's move on to the Hokies basketball. Chris Clark got dismissed. Speaking of people, that's gone. Chris Clark got dismissed, and Virginia Tech ain't giving no reason why. Just he did bad, so he gone. Um, I think it's a big blow to the basketball team. Uh, Virginia Tech basketball had. Some hype coming into this season. Uh, number 15 in the country, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen some Dark Horse Final Four team. Um, I think even with Chris Clark, I don't think Virginia Tech was a Final Four team because when you get to the to the NCAA tournament, you need big men. And Virginia Tech is a small team. Uh, we don't got seven-foot monsters and shit like that. You need rebounding and shit like that in March. So I didn't think we was a Final Four team, but I did think we was definitely an improved team from last year that made the tournament, and, and Chris Clark was a, a, a big part of that. A lot of stuff he did don't really show up on the stat sheet. He was like an eight-point-per-game, six-rebound, three-assist guy, but he was one of those Draymond Green-type glue guys. More like The stuff he did didn't really show up. He always had to hustle play sometime. The putback he had against UVA. Like he was just, like I said, the stuff he do don't really show up on the stat sheet. But he was an impact player, an emotional leader, a senior. Would have been a senior. Um, I Like I said, they're not saying shit. They're keeping everything quiet. So we don't know if he smoked a joint or backhanded a secretary. We don't know. We don't know what he did. Uh, so I don't know if what he did, he ain't going to ever come back or if he might come back. He ain't listed on the roster. So Chris Clark, bro, if you're listening, God bless. We wish the best for you. Hopefully you came back. Hopefully it ain't you ain't do, did nothing too bad. Um, I mean, we ain't heard enough about no arrest. So if it's just 
them kicking you off for some dumb shit, them being petty. <sighs> Fuck it. I mean, that's just the way it is, dog. Like I said, DJ Durkin, DJ Durkin had to damn near catch a body, and there was still a debate. He still had his job. They just had to see how people thought about it. But when it comes to the kids, the athletes, get them out of here. We ain't got to give you a reason. It's fucked up, but that's the way shit be. God, God bless Chris Clark. I still think the Hokies will have a decent basketball team. Um, that Final Four shit was crazy anyway. But I think Virginia Tech will still be a decent basketball team. We, I think we'll still make the tournament. It's just, you know, that going deep shit, that sounded kind of fishy anyway. Um, let's get on to college football. Uh, before I get into week 10, let's get into week 9, uh, where I had another disastrous week picking games or picking, I guess, outcomes and shit. Uh, I did have Georgia beating Florida. Let's get the one right when I do <laughs> Let's get the one I got right out the way. Because all these other ones. I said Clemson to beat Florida State, but I said it would be within 17 points. That was the spread. Clemson covered that spread in about the first quarter. Clemson beat the shit out of Florida State. Uh, Clemson made them quit. And then Clemson put the backups in. And then they backups beat the shit out of Florida State starters. So, I don't know where Florida State goes from here. I thought they would at least wake up for that rivalry game. And they did not. They got their ass kicked. Um... And like I said on Twitter that day, Clemson will show you exactly how bad your team is. If you play in the ACC, and of course they'll have a slip up against a pit or some shit. But for the most part, Clemson shows you how bad your team is. If you need a barometer on how good or bad your team is, just play Clemson. Just play Clemson. They'll show you. They'll tell you exactly what you need. If you need offensive line, if you need offensive line help, Clemson will show you. That you need offensive line help. If your DBs can't get it done, Clemson will show you that your DBs can't get it done. If you lack a pass rush, Clemson will show you that you lack a pass rush. Clemson, um, of course, Bama too. But those are the two teams that will show you exactly what you need <laughs> in order to compete with the big dogs at college football. Um, yeah, Clemson beat the shit. I forgot to find the score. It got to a point. Well, they showed a man in the crowd. This man was shirtless, shoeless, and reading a book. That's how bad shit got in Tallahassee. He made bro start reading a book. And, his, and, and knowledge is power. This ain't, I'm not here to talk bad about reading. But he was at a football game. And had a book with him. That's how bad shit got in Tallahassee. Let's get into the other picks I got wrong. Boston College beat Miami. Um, Rick, Mark Rick, uh, he bought out Malik Rozier. He started Malik Rozier. Uh, Malik Rozier is not a good quarterback. Um, I don't know what's Mark Rick's loyalty to Malik Rozier. Maybe, uh, maybe get, dude got dirt on Mark Rick. He's an inferior quarterback to, uh, and Cozy Perry, but fuck it. I'll take it. Good. Mark Rick losing control is always good on this side of the camp. Um, good. He should lose control. Fuck him. Fuck Miami. Uh, it's a good thing that they did. Um, I don't know where they go from here, though, because the fans are upset. Um, it's getting toxic on Twitter and shit. Like, the, the fans, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's getting real bad. And Rick's, like, doubling down on it. Whatever. 
They got two weeks before they got we got two weeks before they play uh we got two weeks before we play Miami. And if Miami's in pure shambles, good. Even if it don't even mean the coastal. If we can beat them, cool. Tired of losing to them. Uh but yeah, I picked Miami to beat Boston College. That shit did not happen. Um and then okay, let's get okay, let's get to the main appetizer. Let's get to the main event. Georgia Tech beat Virginia Tech. I, I said everything I needed to say in a live stream, but um, it was bad, man. Virginia Tech gave up like 465 yards rushing. I don't think they completed any passes, but it's Georgia Tech. Um, it just goes back to what I've been saying, coaching. Um, the coaching staff, not coaching. The coaching staff, not out, not out recruiting, not out keeping the shelves stocked. With defensive linemen, linebackers, and it's defense. I still don't blame the offense for none of our problems. I, it's 100% on the defense and defensive staff. And it's not for, for what they coaching. I keep telling people recruiting is half the job. And at half the at half their job, this staff has failed. You got to recruit, man. It ain't about getting five stars. It ain't about just getting five stars. It's about keeping the stock. The shelves stop. We out there with talent, with enough with talent comparable to a group of five school. That'll get you beat. That'll get you beat against Georgia Tech, the same Georgia Tech that pretty much lost to everybody in the conference, but Louisville. And you don't want to be in the same boat with Louisville and anything in 2018. But this is where we at as a program. Will we losing to Georgia Tech getting gashed? But we losing the old Dominion who ain't beat nobody else but Western Kentucky or some shit. I said everything I need to say in the live stream, man. I ain't even gonna harp on that game too much. We look like shit. Um, offense was balling at first, but it's only so much offense. The offense gave up. The offense made one mistake, and the game was over. Cause you couldn't trust the defense to make one stop. Between the muff punt, and I think the offense went three and out or something after that. Game was over. Defense could not. They could not make the stop. Is it the defense fault? I mean, is it the players on the field fault? For fairly, you know, people saying, oh, well, Bud Foster can't go tackle. Well, that's true. But Bud Foster put them out there knowing what they were. So that's on recruiting. Once again, that goes back to recruiting. You can't put nobody in there that can tackle because we lack the talent. I mean, like I said, I could try it. I can keep talking. I could talk about this shit all day, but... I'm talking. I might as well be talking to the to the wall over there, because people are gonna still blame the kids instead of the people that get paid millions to recruit and millions to field the team. Yeah, field the team to beat Georgia Tech. I'm not asking them to beat Alabama. I'm asking them to beat Georgia Tech. I don't think I'm asking for too much, but whatever. We are gonna get into week ten. Uh, couple. This is a big game. Big weekend for college football. Big weekend. Lots of playoff implications. Um, I don't watch the playoff rankings when they do the playoff ranking reveals because they don't mean shit to me. Uh, it's just like the top 25. It don't mean shit to me. Everything is going to sort itself out. That's nothing but uh, the playoff ranking, when they do it every Tuesday, it's just for us to sit around and argue about it. But it's nothing to argue about because the shit is going to sort itself out. So all this... Oh, there's two SEC teams. It doesn't matter. They, they're they going to have to play each other eventually. Speaking of, LSU plays Alabama this week. One and three matchup. Alabama's going to win. 
But I think this is the first game Alabama is going to have starters in into the fourth quarter. I think Alabama still win by double digits, but this will be the first game where Alabama ain't winning by 90 points. And Tua, Tua Tagliavoa is going to actually play into a fourth quarter. But uh, I got Alabama winning that game. But like I said, man, like that college football ranking shit, it don't mean nothing. It's going to sort itself out. So right now, I could tell y'all my top four is Alabama, Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, and LSU. It doesn't matter. It's all going to sort itself out, man. It'll all sort itself out. But, yeah, like I said, Alabama. I got Alabama over LSU. Georgia plays at Kentucky. Number six versus number nine. I got Georgia winning that game. This is going to be – no, this – if I'm not mistaken, this got to be the biggest game in Kentucky football history. They're going to be loud. That game is that atmosphere is going to be crazy. It's probably going to be like a Kentucky basketball game. But I'm going to pick Georgia again. I'm going to pick Georgia for the second straight week. And that game is pretty much for the SEC East title, pretty much. But uh, I'm going to pick Georgia to win that game. And basically, if you this is a playoff game. People say the playoffs should expand. The playoffs are already being played. This is an elimination game for Georgia or Kentucky. Uh, it's it's a, it's a survive and advance type of uh, it's a survive and advance type deal. And I think Georgia's going to win and go to the SEC championship game to play Alabama. And and Alabama LSU is probably the SEC West championship game. People need to start looking at shit. Like, the, the playoffs are never going to expand. This is the playoffs. When you get late into the season, into November, these are pretty much playoff games. But I got Georgia beating Kentucky, and I got Alabama beating LSU. West Virginia plays Texas. Number 13, West Virginia plays number 17, Texas. And I got Texas winning that game. Texas just came off a bad road loss at uh, Oklahoma State. And Mike Gundy went on a Twitter rant. Oh, not a Twitter rant, but a rant about Twitter, cause fuck him. But Texas just can't can't coming off this bad loss. Um, maybe they was caught slipping, but uh, I predicted that West Virginia was gonna struggle in the month of November. They already done lost to somebody. They lost to Iowa State or somebody. I ain't even predict them to lose to Iowa State. I predicted them to start losing now. To like Texas and like the, the schedule for West Virginia is hell in November. And West Virginia is about to fall off the map. Because they about to start catching some major ills. Um, and it's not just because I hate West Virginia. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fuck them. But you're not. They, anybody thought it was a playoff team is crazy. You're not going to win a playoff team built like that. Uh, Just having a pretty passing offense ain't going to do it. You got to have depth. Offensive line, defensive line, linebackers. And I'm talking about dudes that can go. In 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 the game, when your passing game don't show up, you can still lean on your defense. West Virginia not built like that. Uh, November about to expose West Virginia. Anybody think West Virginia is dope because of Will Greer and David Seals and Jennings and these receivers? You cannot win in the you cannot win late with just a quarterback and receivers. You show me the team that did it, I shut the fuck up. Um, Penn State 
Number 14, Penn State plays at Michigan. Um, as a commercial for them just came on. I'm watching TV as I record this. Uh, Penn State plays at Michigan. Penn State needs this one in the worst way. And I'm fit. Like, I'm I'm feeling Penn State, man. I think Penn State is going to pull it off. Um, that's a game I'm interested to see, though. I'm very interested to see Trace McSorley go up against that Michigan defense. I think Penn State is going to pull that one out, though. I really – I. It's, it's it's almost like a coin flip because those are two really good teams, two really good teams. And um, I think it's going to come down to Trace McSorley getting back some, some, some good will and pulling off that win against Michigan. And last but not least, the Virginia Tech Hokies host the Boston College Eagles, the number 22-ranked Boston College Eagles. Like I say, I don't pick Virginia Tech to lose. Even though they've been making me look like a dumbass lately. But uh, this is what we got to do, man. Stop A.J. Dillon. Stop A.J. Dillon. Stop A.J. Dillon and stop A.J. Dillon. Y'all know what the fuck we got to do, man. We got to tackle and make plays, man. We got to make stops on defense, uh, which we'll struggle to do. But if they can do this shit enough, I still believe in our offense. I still believe we have one of the best offenses in the in the conference. And um, I think... I truly believe this. I truly believe Boston College played the game of their life last week. Scott Leffler does not, and us Virginia Tech Hokie fans know this, Scott Leffler does not have two good games in a row in him. He called the game of his life last week, and he emptied out the playbook versus Miami defense. He emptied the playbook. They was doing everything, reverses, reverse passes. They were so deep in the bag. They showed everything. They emptied the clip to beat Miami on Red Bandana night. They played their Super Bowl last week against Miami. They're not going to do it two straight weeks. If we can get the A.J. Dillon and just call, we're not going to stop that shit. But if we can just get them off the field a couple times and let our offense do what they do and not make them feel like they need to score every drive, we will win the game. That's all I'm going to say. Stop A.J. Dillon just enough. Just keep them off the field. The offense going to do what they got to do, man. We have a good offense. I feel like I got to say this shit every week because people want offensive coaches fired, and that shit is crazy. But the offense going to do what they got to do to win win the football game. I I don't even – well, I even got to keep saying this shit, but I do. Virginia Tech should beat Boston College. Will they? <laughs> we will see. I guess we'll just have to see. Before I let y'all go, and there's no there's no mailbag, so I'm going to just leave y'all with this. We talking college football, and I was talking about the uh, I was talking about the, the playoff rankings, and UCF got ranked number 12. Now, UCF ain't played nobody, Paul. Well, I get it. UCF ain't played nobody. Um, but they're undefeated. They ain't lost a game. They ain't lose one last year. But what the playoff committee is basically telling UCF and telling all group of five schools, look, man, we don't give a shit about UCF. We don't give a shit about Houston when they were good. We they didn't the BCS didn't really care about Boise State when they was on their run as the top group of five school. So I say instead of expanding the playoff, I say we do a group of five playoff and let the best teams 
from the group of five, the top four teams, let them play out. Of course, it's not the national championship. It ain't the crystal ball or whatever that Dr. Pepper shit trophy they got. Whatever the trophy is today. But let the kids in group of five play for something. Not just for the invitational. Ooh, you get to play in the New York Six. Uh, New York. You get to play in the New Year's Six Bowl. No. Fuck all that. Let them play in a national championship type of environment. That shit would be dope. And let them play for something. Let them have their own playoff. Let them have their own ranking. That's what I propose. I feel like one of the New Year's Six Bowls, whether that be the Orange, Fiesta, Sugar, Cotton, Peach, and I'm going to Rose, let one of them games, okay, you got your New Year's Six, and one of those New Year's Six Bowls be the Group of Five National Championship game. So we're going to watch it. And you can flip the location. It could be the Sugar Bowl one year. It can be the Fiesta Bowl the next year. Y'all know how to do this shit. And one of those New Year's Six Bowl games be, it would be, I guess, UCF versus Boise. Or, I mean, Georgia Southern is supposed to be good. You know, whoever. And you let them do a playoff game and let them, you can do a playoff game. And then let them do the national championship game. And then it'll be a week before the real national championship game. But let them play for something, man. Basically telling them that they'll never play for a national championship is crazy. You know how fucking hard football is. Football's a hard sport, man. <laughs> you telling people to go out there and put their backs and kneecaps and ankles and elbows and their mental health. You tell them to put all that shit on the line. And you basically telling 70 schools, 60 to 70 schools, you ain't got a shot at the greatest prize. So all your hard work and all that at best is going to be for the Idaho Potato Bowl at the end of the season. All the knee injuries and back injuries and wrist injuries and head injuries ain't for shit. Because even before the games were played, we weren't even considering y'all for the national championship game. Don't y'all think that shit crazy? Give Group of Five a national championship game. Not just some bowl game. Not some pat on the head. Hey, go play in the New Year's Six Bowl. No, just take one of those New Year's Six Bowls and turn that into the Group of Five national championship. That's what I propose. I think that should be a thing. Instead of expanding the playoff, because like I said, the playoffs have already started. There's games with playoff implications, big playoff implications. If Michigan lose, that's an elimination game. If LSU or Bama lose, that's an elimination game. If Georgia, Kentucky lose, that's an elimination game. The playoffs already started. Stop looking at the four teams. Hey, man. Let them let UCF and Boise and Houston and Georgia Southern and all them great teams, all those great FC, not FCS, because they know how to do a real playoff, right? But let those great group of five players have something to play for. You want to call it the fucking light heavyweight title of the world? Call it that. I don't give a fuck what you got to call it. But let them feel like they're playing for something, man. Not just for some bullshit bowl in, in Vegas, the Las Vegas Bowl or something. No, no man. Let them play in the not the not the little Caesars Bowl. No. Let them play for the right to have a national title. Let them call themselves national champions for real. And we honor them with a banner. 
And you want to call it the middleweight championship? Whatever. Do it. Put an asterisk on it. Call it whatever the fuck. But let the kids have something to play for, man. And that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Thank y'all for rocking with the podcast. I will catch y'all next week. Until then, God bless.